0: Welcome everyone. This is Fred Clark Alvarez. This is the Sacred Heart of the Warrior podcast. Here, I have my dear friend, Bernhard Gunther. Amazing being that I've been... Um, how do you say? Um, I don't want to say lucky, but um, I'm so thankful that you show up in my path And we did so many things together in the past, and I really appreciate the work that you are doing and still doing. And that's a a big motivation and inspiration for me as well. And during this time of transition, these times of prophecy. So I'm so thankful to have you here, Bernhard Hermano. and. I would like you to give us a short introduction about you, your work. Thank you, Armano. Very honored to be on your show,
1: brother. It's been a long time coming, for sure. Well, my biography. (laughs) Let's start (laughs) there. No, um, you know, I mean, people probably know my accent already. I'm originally from Germany, that's where I grew up in Munich, Germany. Uh, actually, many people don't know. I was born in Los Angeles, in in California. My parents are both German. My dad um, actually escaped from Eastern Germany. My mom escaped from uh, communist Poland. They escaped to Western Germany in 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 the '60s, and then um, immigrated to the U.S. My dad went to the UC, UCLA, made his PhD at UCLA, and that's when I was born. And then at the age of one, uh, they moved back to Germany when I was one year old. So. I got citizenship out of this deal, <laughs> yes, citizenship. But I grew up in Munich, um, regular childhood more or less, but definitely loner, couldn't fit in, always wondering there must be more to life in all of this, right? Uh, but it just went along with the program until I was 19 years old and my friend invited me to play drums in his band for the first time. And I remember again, when I had the drumsticks in my hand and played on his drum set, something opened up, like, oh my God, like rhythm. <laughs> You know, and I was like music and dancing along to it. Just was my outlet, like my you know um, dealing with teenage uh, depression and all of that. But then finally, I started playing drums. And I was a physical kid too. I liked sports, so it was a perfect combination of making music, playing drums, dancing at the same time. So I had my first transcendental experience playing drums. It connected me to something higher, something I never felt before. And from that day on, this is this is what I want to do for my life. So I quit college university of munich i just dropped out and moved to los angeles with my friend and went to the musicians institute to study drums and percussion pit percussion institute of technology in early 90s 94 i moved there and in the middle of hollywood and that's what i did like, like i was just hardcore just playing drums 8 hours a day playing in bands and just loving it and just wanting to make it too you know but in this whole process, I was also questioning life, what's going on in the world. And my whole musical journey, artistic journey brought up a lot of stuff. You know, I was using it kind of like as, as healing arts, just drumming. I didn't know it back then, but I was doing shamanic shadow work drumming because it, it it brought a lot of stuff up. And I was able to express feelings, emotions. I couldn't fully express verbally or any any other way. Right, and Naturally, I was drawn more to like dark music heavy music complex progressive rock you know so i like the math too of uh, of, of playing drums and all that mm-hmm. but it opened up something deeper so more and more um, came out of me so um, i realized i had a lot of quote-unquote just depression and not being able to fit in and all of that and i started to question life more and more and eventually then i was also drawn to psychology. I remember when I got first into young in psychology, reading about shadow work and all of that, because I realized I needed to figure myself out. Who am I? The ultimate question. Right. And then I came across, a love of philosophy, spiritual teachings. I remember Krishnamurti. I came first across in the mid nineties, his book, uh, freedom from the known. And there was one quote that really stuck with me. I read, he said, it's no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. And I'm like, boom, <laughs> because i realized the depression i had most people what they're dealing with why they're not happy fulfilled because they're adjusting to a society where pathology has become normalized right we're completely living people are disconnected from their bodies disconnected from nature disconnected from spirit and going along with some weird you know distortion distorted way of existing you know where it's just you know you're trying to find fulfillment through just like money sex and power right the ultimate uh, three forces so to speak so at the beginning was also rejecting the material world and all of all of that and just f- trying to figure myself out right and going within doing inner work questioning morgan to all kinds of conspiracy world and just ask asking questions right all i do my music and playing in bands but that disintegrated as well and through this whole journey i found other talents i found healing arts i found my mm-hmm. healing touch so to speak i started to study massage and body work energy work and and really had a talent for that and dove deeper And then I also explored psychedelics, medicine plants at some point. And I had to say my early experiences with psilocybin mushroom really helped me to uncover and heal of childhood stuff, a lot of trauma. And even nowadays, I think there's scientific evidence that uh, the psilocybin mushroom helps to rewire your brain and heal you from PTSD and trauma and child, you know, that really helped me. I mean, I was out there doing it in the raves while dancing my hair soft, right but then i also knew there's more to this plant it's not just a party drug so i couldn't just do it out there and then i also heard you know about this plant ayahuasca you know i'm like oh you know i heard about ayahuasca after i got into dmt so i got heavily into dmt and all of that you know that was way before it became popular um right uh way before joe rogan basically <laughs> uh also in the late 90s early 2000 you know me and my friends even the whole band we were just like smoking big taking a big hit of dmt and exploring it and then even got inspired to do music out of that but again i thought there is more to that i cannot just use it recreational and then i remember uh, one of my yoga teachers offered a retreat in peru in the sacred valley and that was 2006 and it was yoga retreat combined with an ayahuasca ceremony journey Right. I'm like, okay, I want to explore this. I want to, and I also wanted to I was always been drawn to Machu Picchu in the ancient uh, monolith pyramid cultures anyway. So I wanted to, I was drawn to South America. So that was my excuse to go there and went down there in 2006 um, to the yoga retreat, did my first ayahuasca ceremonies with with Diego back then, you know, God bless him. He moved on. Um, And that's when I met you in 2006, Mm. right? We bumped into each other. I remember Mama Kia, God bless her, um, at her retreat. And Mama Kia and Eve, we, her and I, we really hit it off and connected. And then I met you first, I remember, and you were involved in the community over there. And then I went back and uh, living back in LA, panga Canyon, then after my band years and pursued just my body work, healing work. And I got deep into writing, exploring, you know, uh, all of that, uh, created my website, veilofreality.com, you know, which also then took a life on its own. And industry, like we kind of like lost contact for years here and there, but we were always in each other's radar. We even ran into each other at Esalen at some point. Remember back back then when Esalen was still uh, Esalen. <laughs> it's a whole other topic. Um, but um, yeah, so um, you know, then life just moved on, and like I remember, then at some point, uh, I remember then we reconnected deeply. You spend more time here in the US doing bachuma ceremonies, working with, uh, with San Pedro, the grandfather, ho- hosting ceremonies. I remember we organized one together in Topanga. And then we always felt, I remember, I felt a deep connection with you of our work from different ways, like combining like the East and the West, so to speak, or the, the Condor with the Eagle, so to speak, as you always mm-hmm. say, you know, and it's, it's quite the combination too, the, the German mind and the Peruvian mind. Although you answer, what part of your ancestors come from England, right, too, as well. so. <laughs> Mr. Clark, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you spent a lot. I was really impressed because you, Deep, you spent a lot of time in the jungle, you know, uh, studying with shamans, curanderos, ayahuascaros and 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 when chuma, uh, um uh, shamans, and all of that. And you had a lot of knowledge. Like I was really impressed. Like you brought really the the integrity back into the medicine plants because it became just so hyped and it became a tourist attraction at some point, as we both know know mm-hmm. and realized. And then we started combining our work, right? Um, and we just started to uh, host retreats down in Peru in the jungle, um, mm-hmm. at our friends' retreats with uh, Claudia and Javier, beautiful retreat center. And we hosted together, I believe, four or five retreats together. And we combine it all. My work, we do psychological work, shadow work, embodiment work, qigong, yoga, all of that, and also a Wachuma ceremony, right? Mm-hmm. We both hosted and. These are very amazing, intense, you know, during these times. And we called even the retreat also time of transition as well, because that's what we already felt we're going through this time of transition. Mm -hmm. And this is obviously no more intensifying and everything we have been talking about for many, many years is Mm -hmm. now becoming more and more reality, right? Mm -hmm. There's, There's this time of transition we are in right now and all the prophecies that have hinted at this age, right? Be the shamanic native uh, prophecies, the Hopi Indians, from all the other esoteric traditions, which I've studied from Christian, uh, esoteric Christianity, which we have this term from time of transition, Moraviev Gnosis, uh, Boris Moraviev and Gnosis, which is based on esoteric Christianity, uh, talked about the time of transition into the age of the Holy Spirit from a Christian perspective, right? Uh, But this is a very critical time just because like he said, or the Hopi Indians, many others it's not a guarantee it's an opportunity and there's a risk of failure too, right? The Hopi Indians said as well, there's a way up or way down. Mm -hmm. So it really comes up to us. This is a very critical stage in the evolution of consciousness for all of us. So, Mm -hmm. um, and now we're here.
0: So that's it in a nutshell a bit, I guess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. What a journey (laughs) took me to a full journey of the last years, Um, how to, how, how we got here into this situation. And it's like, I just wanted to, you know, address with you, you know, this time of transition, something that we have been seeing and, you know, perceiving in some way before all this, the last year and a half, almost two years of this shift of reality, this split of, split of, you know, reality. And, uh, you know, in some of your uh, articles, pff, I don't know how many years ago, you were already writing about this split of the timeline of reality. And so we were... Th- it was already some, you know, um, signs and insights and, and, of course, and books from, you know, the ancient ones. and And it's fascinating, hermano, today to have this conversation during this time of transition literally we are in a split of reality and yes um you know when when you know this um i wanted to kind of um to explore you know the this split of reality it's like um, we knew that we are multidimensional beings, right? Mm-hmm. But right now, it's, it's the split is so evident in this 3D reality as well, yeah. with all the vaccines and, you know, politics and regulations and here and there, and we can see people from all over the world yeah, somehow awakening or questioning in a way that I never thought, hermano. I... I I thought that I wouldn't be alive to see this journey, this, this happening. And so, yeah, I would like to, to hear from you, your insights about this split of reality. Yeah.
1: So that's the best that article you mentioned is something I wrote five years ago. It's an essay I wrote is also available as an ebook free ebook on my website. Um, it's called what's called Timeline Reality Split and the Hidden Forces of Life. And the timeline reality, what I mean by that, um, I'm not referring to the New Age idea of just ascending to 5D and leaving planet Earth or something like that. It's something far deeper esoterically. So just before I dive into that, I just want to something, clear something out because this what we're seeing here right now and happening in this world, in this timeline with everything with the The COVID fear-mongering, the totalitarian global medical tourney takeover, the political drama and all of that. One part is definitely an artificial divide and conquer frequency of the matrix, trying to pit humans against humans based on mind control, belief systems, you know, vax against unvax, left versus right and all of that, right? There's Mm -hmm. definitely um, socially engineered for other reasons, we can get uh, deeper, not only particular reasons, but there are other forces that feed up of all the luge, of all the infighting, right? As, as, as Rudolf Steiner talked about as well, the hyperdimensional matrix, the predator, right? Mm-hmm. As Castaneda talked about that, they're called hostile forces from Sri Obindra's review. But what's happening right now, and again, all the various esoteric traditions have hinted at this age, there is a natural splitting happening within humanity. Mm-hmm. A natural splitting meaning, we have to understand you know we are so locked in we're so used to this externalizing of a material view of reality that we don't even understand you know we we assume everyone is the same we're all the same because everybody looks alike. yeah different races but we're all a human being every human being is the same yeah from the bodily perspective yes anatomy physical sure but from a metaphysical spiritual perspective it's a whole different story Right now there are over 7 billion people on this planet. That's more than ever recorded in, his, in the history of time and time of history. Um, and there are vast different levels of being. And levels of being means from an esoteric perspective, soul embodiment, soul integration, right? We need to look at the evolution of consciousness. That's very important to bring into the picture right now What we're seeing the time of transition, the bigger picture in light of the evolution of consciousness. And once mm-hmm. you really understand that, then we see what's happening. Needs to happen and couldn't be any other way, and all this are lessons, right? Um, so what what it means soul integration is that uh, people assume, like especially in the spiritual world, that we are uh, uh, that we already have a fully developed soul, so to speak. And this is just you know people say, oh my soul says this, I listen to my soul calling, my soul purpose is this and that, but that's most often what Sri Aurobindo refers to as the fake desire soul. We can mistake many things for the soul, which is not the soul, most often just kinds of emotions, feelings, impressions, beliefs, and thoughts, right? You need to have a very high level of awareness and being to be in touch with your psychic being, your soul being. And the purpose of the evolution of consciousness of the great work, esoteric work, is to bring the soul to the front, right? Is to completely individualize the soul so the soul becomes the driver and the ego personality is just a reflection of that. Right now, we live in the mental apparatus. Right now, the ego person, we identify with the the false self, the ego personality, and there's different aspects. So -hmm. over lifetimes and lifetimes, the soul develops, right? Until the soul becomes ripe and then answers the call to the divine. And then people like you, like me, like many others, feel like drawn to like, there must be more to life. And they're naturally engaged in the great work, right? The great work meaning towards, you know, awakening, the true awakening. And awakening is way more... (laughs) in the true meaning of the word, then becoming a way of whatever is happening in the world, right? Mm. Um, so going back to this timeline reality splitting of humanity, what we see now is a splitting between sold and, and, and unsold humans. There are such thing as, as soulless humans, right? Mm. As many traditions have talked about this as well. And I want to point this out because people mistake this topic so much. I've written an article about this organic portal, soulless humans. There's nothing mm. wrong or bad or evil per se about soulless humans. We all have been there. But you have to consider the evolution of consciousness, right? Over the various densities, the levels, and all the esoteric traditions talk about the cosmology in their own way. It starts as dense matter, rocks, first density, then plant, uh, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, second, and then third density, the human experience. Mm. So m- many young souls have not, who are called soulless, having a developed soul, but maybe just, uh, you know, just connected to soul pool are human beings that have their first incarnation in human bodies. they just... Uh, graduated from the animal kingdom so they in 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 light of their evolution they cannot even access higher knowledge they cannot awaken in this life It's not who, who they're they're wired they they need to have a full-on physical experience that's most of them <clears throat> they can be highly intelligent but they rejected the, the spiritual world right mm-hmm. like atheists scientists and all of that mm-hmm. um, so the way the world works right now uh, interesting as well the world is also run by a lot of these quote soulless people also on high end psychopaths or uh, people who are extremely materialistic. So they, they don't see any, any, they, they then start to play God as we see, see with the medical mm. with transhumanism and all of that and mm. depopulation or regulation and, and all of that. Right. Mm. So there's a splitting, but there's a lot of soul individual, you know, that are now waking up to what's really going on. Their mission is activated. And I would also argue that, The reason why there are so many people on this planet right now is because a lot of souls have chosen to be here right now during this time of transition. Hmm. Be it people like many are like us riding the wave who have prepared literally for this moment, you know, um, to not to engage in our own process, but essentially, then also to help others, right in in any capacity, right, whatever Hmm. your everybody's personal, uh, unique talent is to be of service during these times. Mm-hmm. right but also right now in this time of transition because of the friction because of the dark coming out it's a huge opportunity to do that work exactly because there is so much chaos out there right because it forces forces you to focus on what truly matters mm-hmm. i see this a lot right now with people i work with with people that apply to um our courses my wife uh, laura and i we host online course i online course time of transition and body soul awakening three month deep dive We've done this for a couple of years now and more and more people start applying, more and more people start because they wake up. So this is the silver lining. (laughs) This is the paradox of this time of transition we're in right now, right? There's the crackdown. There's a lot of evil. Let's not kid ourselves. We have to understand there's the evil that is out there. Most people have almost no understanding what they're capable of and what their real agenda is, right? People still Mm -hmm. have little like rose-colored glasses and think, oh, this is just vaccine injuries. This is just bad science. No, no, this is... um, a depopulation agenda on purpose, trying to kill off the majority of humanity. So on the very basic level, right? But, you know, they have the teaching function well, all this evil and all of that, right? Um, so everything is coming out. It's like the alchemical process of, um, of the ascent and descent, right? As, as many people talked about, as Sri Aurobindo talked about, none can reach heaven who have not walked through hell, or Carl Jung said that mm-hmm. tree that reaches to heaven needs to have its roots in hell. Mm. Meaning, this awakening process is not what well, the distorted, corrupted uh, new age is mm. trying to tell us, which it's the whole. It's a whole matrix program itself. New age. It's just. It's not this linear road to up love, live, love and light, or just having a peak experience on, on ayahuasca or shroom. You know what I mean? It's it's none of that. It's a descendant into the underworld, and fighting, battling demons within and without. Your own. Mm-hmm. Everything what we have suppressed is coming out over lifetimes, mm-hmm. and what we see in the world is also expression of our own unconscious shadow. If mm-hmm. you look at, through the lens of Jung and psychology, the mm-hmm. collective, right. So the work is to be done both twofold, inner and outer work, but just externalizing, trying to fix out there is not happening. So that's why we are called to do the great work. Mm-hmm. And going back again, roundabout to this time of transition and the splitting of humanity, the mother, Sri uh, partner, hinted at that as well, right? The splitting of humanity, but there's also the danger of falling into a dark night of civilization and the divine might press the great re- the, the true great reset button <laughs> Like it happened back in that times of and Atlantis and just restart this human experiment if mm-hmm. we don't learn our lessons. But this is a great opportunity. The way I see it, um, how can I say it? I'm excited to be alive, to be here right now. I mean, <laughs> I'm not because I'm a masochist, but because I see the opportunity, the intensity, right? I'm like, fuck yes, this is what we signed up for. Let's mm-hmm. do this, right? This is mm-hmm. the opportunity. We just need to get our excuse my cussing shit together but that's really what it comes down to this is the this is people like you know what i see there's so much suffering obviously and, and negativity out there but i see a lot of it is quote self-reflected because people are not able to let go there would be no going back to any normal right there will be, we have to also question everything, our own wants, needs, desires, and attachments. I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in myself. Many of the wants, needs, desires I had were actually not my own. They were conditioned or programmed by culture, society, parental programming, or insecurities of, un, you know, my own insecurities, inner child wounds, traumas of trying to fill a hole within by something out there, right? Be it stuff, relationships, and all of that. And I'm not denouncing the, the material world. We also need to not, reject that that's the other spiritual distortion right we yeah. have talked about this the trap of the aesthetic and like oh to be spiritualist to reject the material world and mm-hmm. just be poor and like everything needs to be free no that's the leftist communist agenda right <laughs> <laughs> so um so what's happening is a multi-dimensional level there's a big time of transition a splitting within humanity that is natural which needs to be understood in the right context but it also depends on every single person on mm-hmm. how you align yourself how you do the great work and this process may is different for each right all these mm-hmm. are lessons we have all unique individual lessons within all of that mm-hmm. um, but the key point in this day and age is really having this more holistic integral approach to everything that's happening right because we cannot just retreat in a cave or a monastery ashram and do just our inner work until we become caught in light. not in this day and age is that's going to work right It's also useless to just trying to escape to like some safe haven, somewhere like Costa Rica, Mexico, and just like, you know, buy some land and like hope nothing. No, no. What's happening now is going to, it's affecting the whole world and is anywhere Mm. on this whole planet. So uh, just physically trying to escape anywhere is just you're, you're delaying the inevitable. So, Mm. but both is needed, you know, even location may, uh, 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 may be uh, important to, to various people like you know Lauren and i we basically escaped los angeles and moved to arizona it's one of the best moves we have done but everybody needs to be deciding for themselves right especially mm-hmm. here in the us that's another story you can see it from the astrological perspective uh, us is for the first time experiencing its pluto return that's a huge transformation it's going to be exact next year so what I'm trying to get at also with this time of transition, man, it really depends what level you're looking at it from, right? You're going to look at, it at a very basic 3D level and you see the the psychopaths, Gates, Fauci, the who, and, and, and the medical tyranny of the globalists trying to enslave mm-hmm. humanity. That's definitely a reality, right? Transhumanism mm-hmm. knocking on the door and all of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like a, a fascist takeover. Mm um then in next level you can look at from the like i mentioned the young perspective the psyche right this is the whatever we have not made conscious of is is in the outside world in the collective unconscious right because the outer and inner are not uh, separated and we just project and play shadow dance you know like in plato's allegory of the cave or we take the next level up from a hyperdimensional perspective you're called hostile forces the the true architects of the matrix wetiko and you know whatever names you want to give them, archons, mm. the, the the Jing, whatever tradition you know mm. uh, uh, or story, um, they also orchestrate. They work these forces through humanity, right, and feed off of this kind of this lower frequencies and chaos and and emotional drama and all of that. So they arrange that. They are also occupying these psychopaths on the higher level. Okay, you look at from that level, and then you look at, for example, from the much bigger level, as I mentioned, the evolution of consciousness, right. Uh, what we're going through right now, the law of ascend and descent, and and where we're in right now, and as Sri Aurobindo said, we we are like uh, we haven't finished our evolution. We are a transitional being, but there's an opportunity right now. We are living as a dismantled man, like mostly head-centric, disconnected from our bodies, and then there's a the next stage towards supermental man, right? Until we have completely spiritualized our whole being, the whole world and matter. But there's a long trajectory. That this time of transition is not going to be over next Tuesday. <laughs> this is going to go, uh, you know, um, depending on many factors, right? Mm. It don't, you know, I, I'm 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 not not inclined to make any predictions in this day and age. Um, uh, it can take another hundred years, another thousand years. Who knows, right? Mm. It also depends on us and many unknown factors. And I think it's also important to embrace the unknown because ultimately the divine will is 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 in action right now. And the most important thing we can do is right now also aligning with divine will, as I always say. And divine will is nothing abstract. It simply means of who you truly are, aligning your personal will with divine will of your deeper soul purpose, your your soul being, so to speak, Mm -hmm. to do the work here. Mm -hmm. And that's easier said than done, right? I see this within myself, but this is the opportunity right now during this time of transition. Mm -hmm. And the splitting is at full force.
0: Yeah, so much to heal. Yes. Too much to forgive. Too much to realize. To understand. To learn. Relearn. Unlearn. This is um uh, yeah. You mentioned something very interesting. You know, this thing of um, the spirit separated from the the, the material. No, and um, you know the word matter comes. You know, mother is the the matter is the mother and the spirit. I would say it's more related with the father. So. It's in these two combinations is where we can uh, start, you know, living in, in this planet and, you know, the spiritual realm, you know, when we realize that everything is a spiritual. But at the same time, everything is has a matter, you know, to hold that spirit in every single thing that we see and we interact. And I think by splitting it's It's actually the the great opportunity as you mentioned it know, to really realize um the separation is coming into a, a a union but um it seems that we need as we are you know paradox right yeah we need to separate them to to yes. see the contrast. The light a, and that, the darkness. That's a
1: paradox right now. Exactly. Ultimately, we're destined, uh, definitely will be a collective awakening at some point, not anytime soon.
0: <laughs> mm. But
1: right now in this stage of evolution of, of Earth and humanity, that's that's not where we're at right now, right? Mm. If you do, you go outside in the street, there's vast different you know, like Gurdjieff even said uh, in in his time not too long ago, maybe half a century ago, that the the level of being, of soul integration between two men, two people, Right. To humans can be as vast as different as the level of being between a human being and a dog mm. so <laughs> that's that's you know we don't see because we just judge by what we see our physical uh, um, appearance but have don't see the inner wiring so to speak right and mm. i'm not saying this this is he also meant this without judgment it's not about judging somebody more or less because we as i said we all we all have been there in the evolutionary journey right mm. um but you made also a key point, interest, you know, that the, the splitting is, and I also want to emphasize the splitting doesn't happen like, again, it's not like you live in a different world all of a sudden. And for some, it's paradise, for others, it's hell. You know, this is not how it works. We're still, everything is interconnected, right? Absolutely. But there will be, you know, it also, there's, you know, in terms of reality creation, not to go into the this, too much in the distorted new age, you know, uh, superficial idea of reality creation that mostly thinks that uh, the fallacy of that kind of reality creation is that people believe they live in a solipsistic vacuum that, Oh, it's just me, my beliefs, whatever, you know, create reality. No, we enter still intersecting with other reality, but still your personal reality is also a reflection of your own inner alignment and soul being. Right. Uh, which doesn't mean that, you know, again, the ego likes to hijack this concept and like, Oh, I'm going to then have an amazing life and have my dream life and all of this. And, you know, um, well, not necessarily because soul evolution also implies that we need to go through processes and experiences the soul needs or even planned in order to learn and evolve. The ego only judges as, oh, this is a good experience and this is a bad experience, right? Mm. And uh, it can be very harm, uh, hard in the moment, but I've seen it myself. I'm sure you can reflect that looking back, really hardships in your life, mm. whatever I've gone through and, and you know, be it relationship-wise, financial-wise, who knows? Like that really was really took you down basically, but you work through it, you learn from it and you look back, it was actually a necessary experience to realize. (laughs) The the irony, right? Looking back, connecting the dots, oh, of course that had to happen. It was a rite of passage. I needed to learn the lesson. If this wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have learned the lesson, Mm -hmm. right? And I, I think that's what we're seeing also on a collective level, more intensified right now, that this is a big lesson for all of us, you know, and it's, it's just like in any school, you don't get to move on to the next grade until we learn the lesson, right? Mm-hmm. But within that, you know, um, that's why I'm saying like with this whole people think of should be in this, this location or that location. I've over the past two or three months, I've, I've had talked to hundreds of people on Zoom, literally hundreds hmm. of people because of the applications we're going through for our mm-hmm. online program so uh, you know there's a written application people make through that then I, I talk to them in person via zoom and i've literally talked to people from all over the world from uh, from russia from from norway sweden uh, france germany austria australia new zealand canada brazil you know all of all over the world and everybody's on some level dealing with the same stuff isolation waking up oh my god what's happening right mm-hmm. But you also see that I even talked to people from Costa Rica who just moved to Costa Rica. and Now they're freaking out because the mandates are happening Hmm. there, right? So uh, it's happening all over the world. And again, going back that it doesn't matter where you are, but you still have some control over your own surroundings based on your own soul evolution, right? And also based on your own level of being, which then also determines the reality we experience to a degree. So we need to, you know, the reality I experience, for example, and you can see it anybody in my body in my house is vastly different to the reality my neighbor over there experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, who maybe buys into the whole COVID thing and whatnot. Right? It's already a different perception, different reality. Right? And um, um, and I'm not saying that we should avoid um, objective reality like the new age and just believe whatever you want to believe and visualize and there's power in that i agree that but it's really like it needs to be a deep alignment to the divine world to something bigger right and that's the true safety that's what i realized too i want to actually mention that i wanted to talk about this uh, some other time i was talking to laura the other day or with other people like there's so much happening right now at once and so much we need to like focus on. It's, it's important even financially, right? Like, yeah, financial education is important. You cannot just reject it, right? Money is not evil in itself, right? It's just how you use it and what we do with it. And then there's a whole economy is breaking down. Then there's cryptocurrency. What is all that? Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all the other ones. This is the plot of of the devil as well. (laughs) You know, the digital currency, like, all of this and, uh, you know, supply chain uh, breakage, you know, internet, the gr- grid down, like it's just all over. The mind can get overwhelmed with all of this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, yes, we need to maturely also focus on, on, on these things on the physical level, grounded, not getting into uh, paranoid survival instinct, but mm-hmm. ultimately the only secure place, the only secure thing is within you is your connection to the divine right your true soul being that one place immortal within yourself as long as you come from that connect to that everything else will fall into place that doesn't imply that there's no action there's still action you need to do but the more you're anchored within yourself to your true soul being you have a a strong foundation right you can trust and you won't be over um come by the these waves of change right or act out of desperation you have a strong inner guidance and that's the most important part which goes back what i mentioned at the beginning to the great work and ironically even moravi have talked about this analysis and you know or you look at any uh, enlightened masters of the past mystery schools all teachers you know they always say, always say the same, you know, seek the kingdom within first and everything will be given to you, you know, mm-hmm. but we don't hear, we always like, that's how the matrix works too. It keeps us externalized. It keeps us in our head and looking outside for safety guidance, because ultimately the matrix is a mind program, right? It works through our minds. It's not necessarily out there yeah, it manifests itself in 3D in all these institutions, but ultimately where works through us, right? And tries to keep distract us from our, or keep us away from our own inner truth, our own true being. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, you have the jab, which as Rudolf Steiner talked about, that's the ultimate, that's truly for me, in my my view, the mark of the beast, because mm-hmm. uh, the vaccine will remove, removes the spirit and soul even more from the body, it dislodges the mm-hmm. soul from the body. That's, mm-hmm. that's the, the metaphysical consequences of the jab as I've written about. And Rudolf Steiner literally talked about exactly that over 100 years ago, mm-hmm. Right. But ultimately, it really comes down in this day and age to find our own immortal, find a security within ourselves, so to weather the storm. You know, living from within, as Sri Aurobindo said, and then the right outward action will emerge. Living from within doesn't mean that you close yourself off from the from the reality and just meditate. This is this is this is spiritual distortion and illusion as well. Mm-hmm. We need to engage in action. But the question is, where's is the action coming from?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what in. I feel so important, uh, you know, the archetype of the warrior. Yes. And, you know, how can we... Okay, it's clear we are living a war, a war within ourselves and a war outside. You know, the left and right, uh, you know, the vaccines the and the vaccinated and the unvaccinated and, you know, the yeah. conspiranoids and the... Uh, fact-checkers or whatever, you know, it's like this war is is so clear. You know, um, you know I was talking to Pedro Favron, my previous uh, guest, and we were talking about, you know, the journey of ayahuasca, how the ship they embrace the ayahuasca. The journey is, as he mentioned, it is for war. Mm. So we take the medicine to face these other entities that want to take over, you know, our place, our lives, or, you know, get diseases inside of our bodies, you know, different situations. So it's it's a place to, you know, fight without hurting, but fighting with your heart, in a yeah. sense, you know, through your singing and your love, your care. And then you release this energy and you kind of push back all these other interferences, all these different, you know, energies that wants to get you right like bugs you know like ethereal bugs and so in that contemplation it's like yeah i'm i mean my experiences with the medicine has been like full war and how you can you know stand up that warrior within you and without freaking out or trying you know to kill and cutting heads and but how can you find that place from within that warrior, no? and that's why I came with this, you know, name for the, this podcast, no? that sacred heart of the warrior, no? that, and connection to the sacredness of your heart. And as a warrior, you no? like feeling your body, your connection with the mind, your soul. And, you know, I was talking to my wife, Melissa, last night, no? like, how can we fight without hurting, hurting, you know, people in this war, but acknowledging, you know, our truth. Because I, I feel right now, there's many, many energies right now. They have been trespassing and they are getting, they wanted to get in even through our bodies, through a vaccine. So it's literally, uh, it's very official. The war is here and there is all these entities and all these players around, you know, trying to cross these lines of sovereignty and So, you know, I was like in my reflection last night. It was like, yeah, you know, we need to find our our let's sort of weapons, weapons. Mm -hmm. But we are not hurting. Maybe you know, a podcast like right now, and using our words. You know, or write, or create something that can, um, you know, like you to be in service for others. To you know, like. You know, that seat of awareness and maybe like, oh, like all the work that you have been doing, all these people reaching you, both of you guys is like because they see that there is something that I can bring as a tool in my life to face this war right now within myself and the outer world. So um, I uh, that's something that I really appreciate what you guys doing. I think you're bringing different weapons, tools for their own, for every individual uh, journey to bring into their lives and, you know, and, and, and stand up and, and find ways to fight this war, um, you know, without going outside and, yeah, that also I feel that it's part of it. I think there's very aspects of the warrior that, and everyone is in their own individual process to experience this archetype of the warrior, right? Like I've seen, like when I see, you know, people in Italy right now, a few days ago, like thousands, thousands of people in the streets, you know, like stepping out, like, it's like, wow, this is a revolution. And of course it's in that level and that's also part of it that's what i like to embrace every single aspect of our humanity and these different expressions of you know standing up or speaking up or you know doing things you know, like many journalists and people right now speaking up and then i go back into myself okay so what am i gonna do how i'm gonna respond right and that's when you know responsibility comes to yeah. the, the ability to respond. Oh, how am I going to respond to this? And that's, that was a big thing. And I'm, and you, Bernhard Hermano, you have been a great inspiration in many of all these years, have you been standing and sharing and coming, putting together so many amazing things, work to give to people. And I felt like, you know what? Personally, I feel that my work has been a lot with the medicine plants. And a few years ago, I decided to stop, mm. you know, a family journey started and become a very strong path in my life, I just became a dad. And that has been a very powerful thing to embody in my life as well. No, but, um, I was feeling like, okay, what other weapons or tools I have to engage with what's going on in the world and. I felt very strong the, the power of you know interviewing, the using the, my words, spoken words, and and make this a space for people to you know in, get inspired or reflect within themselves and find different yeah possibilities or tools there are within themselves. Or they can learn from others. So um, any thoughts about the warrior that you're holding? Yeah. No, no, thank
1: you. Thank you for sharing, Amano. Yeah, definitely. Um this is the time of war, no no doubt about it. And it is important to embody the warrior archetype with courage. Very key point. And even we, we also have a whole lecture on this, a lesson on this in our online course about the spiritual warrior. Hmm. And spiritual warrior is not just meditating. It also means action. On a very basic level, for example, the warrior applies to civil disobedience, and non-compliance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: boundary, right? Which people, the the yang aspect of compassion you know there's a lot of distortions about compassion compassion most people mistake just niceness for compassion no 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 compassion can be fierce compassion has can say no holding a boundary you're not going to cross this boundary my body right Mm -hmm. so that's on the that's But a lot of people have a hard time doing this why because they lack the courage of the warrior so we need to embody the warrior archetype because people are in fear there's a lot of fear And you know, the definition of courage, you know, having courage is not the absence of fear. It means acting despite the fear, Mm. right? So fear is natural, right? As Carlos Castaneda, I don't know how to talk. I have my own fears, right? But I reject the fear and act with courage. Each time I write something, you know, I've done, you know, I've done this work for a long time. I have, even before this started, I've uh, got my share of attacks and Lauren, I still deal with slander. People literally mm. in big slander articles against uh, us with all kinds of lies, distortions, and shadow projections on a psychic level. It's not nice to receive this. If mm. you know, the gossiping, the slander behind your back, the backstabbing mm. from people who thought they were friends, but that's mm. how the matrix works. That kind of opposition. It's not for the faint hearted. I'm not saying people should do the work what I do, but we need the warrior archetype and most is we need to speak out. And a lot of people don't have the courage or to timid, to speak out number for a few main reasons. Number one reason, they're very concerned what other people think of them, right? Mm-hmm. Be their friends, family, and all of that. So they wanna rock the boat, right? Um, there's also such sort a of thing as conflict phobia, right? It's not about um, purposely, instigating again, in conflict, but conflict phobia, people who are, used to be people pleasers, right? They're like, everybody just be fine. Like, it's not, you know, they wanna get anybody upset because somebody else, else gets upset, it triggers them right? And their own stuff comes up. So an unconscious defense mechanism not to rock the boat, so to speak, right? Mm. So people just go along, you know, um, but this is not the time to just go along. I have to be very clear. And that might be very harsh. Anybody who's not speaking out right now is complicit in the biggest crime of humanity. Hmm. That's what it comes down to. We need to use our voice and speak truth, objective Mm. truth despite all this censorship, right? I'm in Facebook jail again. I've been in Facebook jail most of <laughs> this mm-hmm. year. My YouTube channel got a strike, you know, mm-hmm. a couple more strikes, it's gonna, I, but I don't care. I'm always going to find other outlets to speak truth, right? Yes, there needs to be some strategy around it sometimes. That's mm-hmm. not, you know, not just be reactive. That's where the self-work comes in, right? Absolutely. Um, but we need to also counteract the anti-divine forces, and as you mentioned, we need tools, especially inner tools. When you speak about war, as you were speaking, I was reflecting on that. And there's a war. Most people see the war outside. But for me, my experience, I, for the most part, the majority, 80%, I experienced the war within me. I can feel and see it and experience it. The war is through me. Mm-hmm. And that's, for me, the confirmation What all the traditions have talked about, the war, a war is through you, right? Mm-hmm. The more you go deeper and decide to clear out, you see other forces coming in, injecting, tempting thoughts, you know, um, because I know like the problem, the way the makes get us, it programs people, people are programmed and hypnotized that and they don't even know they are mind controlled. That's how it works with the COVID cult, the walk cult, right? Mm-hmm. They, they live living out a program based on beliefs that are literally not their own, right? And all lies. Um, so with the inner work, right, and, and those tools, we become masters of ourselves, right? Because that's what people don't understand. Even like, I'm, I love the Patriots, right? I'm all for them, right? I'm like, also have, you know, changed my whole view around like the Second Amendment and Patriots and standing up for the Constitution and freedom. They have, especially in the US, I feel it's actually the best place to be right now because of this freedom consciousness the Patriots have. You don't see this anywhere else in the world, right? But more is needed you know, freedom is not out there. What's all the freedom out there worth if you're still slave to your own conditioning, wounding, unconscious traumas, attachment, desires, and all of that programming, right? Mm -hmm. So true freedom is found within. And that's why we need the tools to align with this. So become less reactive. So we cut off the food source. So we become not easily manipulated by these forces that engage in divide and conquer and pitting us against each other because they know our psychology better than we, our we do it ourselves, especially at the beginning. That's how social engineering works. MK Ultra propaganda and all of that. What we're seeing right now is, on the very basic level, a, a, a trauma, a massive global trauma installment program, MK Ultra uh, program on a global level, mass hypnosis and mass social engineering and programming through the media, through the government. Right. So if you do not know yourself, your own psychology and how you operate within, you that's how you, the matrix gets you. So the war is through you, right? Through it's, it's information warfare, psychological warfare. That's really what World War III you're in right now, right? As you just mm-hmm. said. So I, I realize, you know, as long, you know, and we can only become the master of ourselves if we connect to the true self again, right? That goes back to what I mentioned before. Um, so along with that, then I can have a, then have true freedom, a true free will, you know? Uh, you need, like as Gurdjieff said, uh, we need to earn our free will, right? We don't have, most people believe they have free will, but it's not free will. It's just, you know, conditioned program desires, one's needs, as I mentioned before, that, that's not really their own, mm-hmm. right? So everything needs to be questioned. You know, Adyashanti is, I always put great great question to his students, which I also ask people in our course in general, do you really want to awaken or just happy, be happy in your dream life? <laughs> because the awakening process, it will interfere with, mm-hmm what your ego thinks it wants for its happiness, right? It's a destructive process. Mm-hmm. We talked about this again as a descendant to the underworld. It's a, uh, you know, it brings up everything that is not awake within you, everything we have suppressed. That's true awakening, you know? But I see still now, even with the work you do, still people are just waking up, but they're still not giving themselves fully, right? They're still awake in their own terms and still uh, attached to a certain way they want things and all of that relationships and whatnot you know, and to each their own, but not until you, as Gurdjieff said, fully pay with yourself or fully give yourself to the process, right? Then the door opens, right? Ask and ask and knock and knock and you shall receive. You see, you need this commitment, the sincerity and the the warrior attitude. One of the attributes of the warrior, of the spiritual warrior is also to uh, fight for something bigger than yourself. And Mm. that's what it comes down right now, right? This goes beyond what's even our families, intermediate friends, and what that needs to be standing up for humanity, right? Mm. And to be on the right side of humanity, that that's what it comes down to. That's why you know, there's two things: there's willful ignorance, and there's just ignorance. Ignorance meaning people have they just don't know any better. They're programmed. They just don't know. Willful ignorance is even worse. People then know that oh. There's mm-hmm. something wrong in the world. This is shit, but they don't speak out about it. Mm. That will have karmic consequences. And I'm not saying this is God will punish you. This is just the hermetic uh, principle, divine law of cause and effect. You are acting out of integrity, right? You're split within yourself. You know the truth, certain things, but you act a different way because you're mm. too scared, too afraid. And I have compassion, you know, fear, you know, uh, being afraid and, uh, and, 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 and all of that. But, then you need to confront this fear. And if you confront the fear, you realize that fear in itself is an illusion because fear is only the mind uh, is afraid of something that might happen in the future. So it's based on linear time. In the present moment, there's nothing to be afraid of whatsoever, nothing. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, fear is a psychological illusion, right? And um, I'm not saying that uh, it's better fear. Actually, if you can use fear, utilize fear, right? To make yourself to focus on what truly matters. Right and act with courage again, mm-hmm. like I mentioned before. But we need to confront the fear. And what is all fear based on? Fear of death. That's mm-hmm. the ultimate, right? Mm-hmm. We're all afraid of death, and that's how the matrix uh, keeps people controlled on the 3D or 4D level. The frequency is the fear frequency, and we see this with COVID now. Oh, like oh. there's a new variant. I don't know if you heard mm-hmm. about it. A number five X. Point two e what i don't know like they made up some shit again about a new virus everybody's afraid oh my god you know it's the, the playbook is so obvious right mm. and it's uh, through fear how people are being controlled always mm-hmm. give them an enemy image back then it was al-qaeda or the russians or the Viet Cong or you know and now it's a it's all of a sudden uh, it's it's a virus this invisible almost oh. thing you know which mm-hmm. they can keep going and going with um But again, going back to the warrior, yes, we need to embody the warrior archetype. This is very key. This is very important. And like you mentioned, I also want to bring this back together. Yes, two things. With the splitting of humanity, the timeline of reality split, we need to create a new timeline. You know, I forgot to reset it, but we cannot create a new world based on the old systems and old beliefs Mm -hmm. with the old world. We need to like let go of the old world, Mm -hmm. right? That's why I even have, you know, it's not about going back to make America great again and the constitution, these amazing sacred texts, I'm there for it, but something bigger needs to change. Mm-hmm. That's part of the evolution of consciousness. We cannot mm-hmm. just go back to the way things were, mm-hmm. which doesn't imply to go and follow Klaus Schwab <laughs> and his great reset, Right but a great awakening, a different mm. consciousness we do embrace. So we need to do the best we can through our gifts, through our work to create a new timeline, to create a new economy. There's a lot of uh, opportunity right now for entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs and the new pioneers, right? Stop working for other people, create your own. There's a lot of opportunity within right now. If in technology, yes, there's the dangling carrot of transhumanism and all this craziness, but don't throw the baby with the bathwater out with technology. It's all about what consciousness is behind it. So you have control over it, right? You just got to watch out that you don't get sucked into the metaverse as Facebook is going to call itself and all of that, but there's an opportunity. It's all how we use it right now and, Mm. and with different tools, like you Mm. mentioned, and then we need to find our own way within that, right? Mm. Like, you know, every, I feel everybody has a true unique gift they can give to the world. Mm. You know, I know you, uh, Amano, you're an amazing um, healer and work, the work you do in your own regard, you know, and many others, my wife, she's very Laura, does different work than I do, and, you know, like we all gotta find our own way. And that's the guest I have on our podcast as well. Like I see so much um, good and beauty, and like I'm very inspired by the renegades nowadays, right? The 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 the, the true like uh, uh, quote light workers, even though I don't like the word <laughs> itself. But you know what I'm saying is there's a big opportunity right now, right? Mm. Um, but the key point is always combining both. And some people are better in some things than others, right? So it's also acknowledging that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like that I expect that people do what I do or you do expect what other people, you know what I mean? And all of that. So we need to find our own way in all of this. And the only way to find our own way is to connect to who we truly are. And that mm-hmm. requires work. It doesn't happen by itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is the time is now, right? <laughs>
1: Time is now. Yeah, it's like
0: I think for many people for before all this, you know, shift, it was like, oh, one day I'm going to do this or I'm, yeah. you know, And right now it's like <laughs> this is right now, if not when. And that, you know, like you you wrote an article about Trump and, you know, you know, I, I agree with that, you know, how this archetype of this character triggered so many shadows to, de- to do, you know, to go through all these, you know, projections and anger and like that, and then this happens. Sometimes I see the, the whole um, previous years with Trump and then um, this shift and all what was already triggering it was already exposing that that you know all these things were already like popping up, in the, at the surface and and right now it's like um, there is no way to you know avoid or to hide it. As I saw it many years ago and I shared it with you, you know this is like a, a like a, a dawn. Yes. So it's in the darkness, the dawn, the light hits the ground. And then you start to see all these other things that were hiding. Yes. And then boom, boom, oh. And the light keeps going, keeps going. And there is some other objects that are going to hide behind rocks or, you know, different other elements. But at the end of the day, they're going to be all exposed. And I know that for many people, you know, it is a very hard thing to face all this shadow, all this material hiding for so long and then pa 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 yeah and that's when you know your work and many other people are doing is to facilitate to assist like it's it's okay it's okay to face the the shadow it's let's actually look at it
1: let's
0: yeah. see what we can find there and and bring into our lives oh i didn't realize that was part of me but it wasn't me you no know? that's some of the cool things that i've been studying um with uh, well, well, Mate and compassion inquiry and and uh, internal family systems, not like how we found um, different aspects of ourselves, but that those aspects are not ourselves, right? right. And, and to have this, you know, clear separation is like, oh, that's part of me, but it's not me, my yeah. true self. Yeah. And to acknowledge all these other aspects, and right now, this everything is just like popping up in front of us, behind us, around us. And and yeah, I feel sometimes can be, you know, very uh, disturbing and you can com- lose completely, you know, perspective. And, but as you mentioned, right, it's, this is the moment when, you know, things are in front of us. It's like, okay, how am I going to address this? Or, you know, with fear, that is al- our ultimate, you know, reaction. Mm-hmm. Or embracing it with curiosity and Mm -hmm. even with love and care. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, oh, that part of me, you know, was doing something for me. Yeah. Protecting me of something else. But now I can say like, hey, you know, thank you. I know who I am. Yeah. And start this, you know, healing
1: journey. Yeah, no, no, but uh, uh, as I say, I was thinking that's also easier said than done. Because when well, I see most people that the first prerequisite, you know, the foundation for any self work, especially when you talk family systems or any of that, like any self work, really, the the foundation, the necessity prerequisite is self observation. So to be able to step away a bit detached, and observe what's going on, most people, just react they have not the capacity yet Mm -hmm. to stand back and observe themselves quote-unquote objectively you know Mm -hmm. you will never be able fully object but just to observe yourself without reacting you know as as, as good always said you got to learn your machine you got to learn how to observe yourself before you can even uh, work on yourself that's the key point People self-work, yourself, like, no, before you do it, observe yourself, learn about yourself. And then as good, you've said, you will first come face to face with the horror of the situation, <laughs> which yeah, like most people see out there in the world, but the horror of the situation is your own monkey mind, all these different parts. Da, 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 and you're like, well, who am I? What's going on? Like the your own confusion, right? Mm. And then you go deeper. The lies you tell yourself, if you are really honest sincerity with yourself, true honesty is the facing the lies you tell yourself. Because in this work, it's much easier to point out the lies out in the world, as opposed to the lies you're telling yourself, because Mm -hmm. the mind automatically rationalizes, you know what I mean? Or in light of uh, internal family systems, the manager, I have a strong manager, like comes in, you know, what you're laying in bed, you should be doing this and this. And then the firefighter comes in like (laughs) that. So if you're not aware of it, right, um, you just go along with it. So Mm. you need to be able to observe it first and, and become non-reactive and also on the very basic level, nervous system regulation, you know, Mm -hmm. on the very basic level, your physical body embodiment practices, qigong, qigong, anything that gets you consciously out of your head into your body. Right. Mm -hmm. And relaxes the nervous system. Diet is the whole other thing as well, right? How food certain foods affect us as excuse me as well. And there's a whole other distortion, you know, in the, in the special new age, spiritual world, around diet um but that you know is also different for each so that's really it needs to happen what i'm trying to say integral and holistically uh, working on all levels at the
0: same time Mm -hmm. wow that's powerful um so hermano what's next (laughs) what's next it's, it's you know, i still, you know, acknowledging that we don't know anything. We are just trying to make sense with all our, you know, insights and experiences and research. Trying to, you know, make the dots to have a bigger picture. But then I... I you know, I, I come to the, like, you know, the great unknown, the, the great mystery, as many Native American call it, you know, the, the great mystery. And I, re- I remember seeing the prophecy rock, of the Hopi, when you see the line, the timeline of life, then divided into parallel worlds, and one is just in war, Yeah. you know, and humans with the heads off their bodies. And you can see clearly the, the split of the body-mind. And then there is another line underneath that there is this man, you know, growing corn. Mm-hmm. And the line keeps going. And then in the in the line of the war, the line ends, its, ends zigzagging, like, of nowhere. Yeah. And the other line just keeps straight. But also, we don't know yeah and I don't know I I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's so beautiful to talk and address these things I I, I think fits my soul my my heart my mind yeah. uh, bring so much you know power as well how to face the mystery how to face the unknown we get different glimpses of what's happening like you know I, I've you know reading some of your work with Laura about the astrological chart and you know different you know projections of what yeah. you know it's happening and at the same time it's you know it's it's an unknown um possibility and 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 like you mentioned before at the end it's goes back into us right what what can we do now to face this unknown this reality and without any attachment, right? But knowing that you are doing this, um, this work, this great work. And, and I think that's that's a, a very powerful thing um, with no attachment of what's going to happen, if it's going to happen in this way or not. I mean, it's, it's, it's unknown. But when I go back into myself and I... I look at myself, and I'm, and I something I really appreciate about you, Hermano. Honesty, sincerity. That was something that I, hit me many years ago. When you know, like, how can you be completely honest and sincere with yourself? You no, know, with these voices or like, who am I? You know, all these other things. But it comes to a point of like, how sincere I am mm-hmm. with myself to see these things and to realize these other things and. And comes a very powerful self observation, you know, with honesty, humbleness, sincerity, yeah. and and yeah and yeah, I just while you were sharing all these things, it just came back to be to you know, this how we face the unknown.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: I mean <laughs> Face
1: the unknown with an open heart. <laughs> That's my new age version. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means is true, although I guess. Yeah. But it can be easily uh... um, here's the thing what as as you were sharing, what came to me. What's what's next? I don't know. You know, I know for myself is also I would never tell anybody what they should, have, should be doing. You know, my work as well, as I've mentioned in my writings. As well all my writings or what i do is also always a reflection of where i'm at right so i'm i know i'm a work in progress i would never claim to be awake in the true meaning of the word so there needs to be certain humility. i see way too many people i'm awake i'm awake i took the red pill well congratulations you you know now that the government lies to you great this is- <laughs> mm-hmm. you know that's that's what people like think like oh i'm awake but no from an esoteric perspective you know, um, the intellectual awareness of how the matrix works or the global, like, uh, uh, is cannot be even called taking the red pill, right? Uh, taking the red pill from esoteric perspective is about crossing the threshold of completely surrendering, giving yourself completely to the divine. And that's, I can always speak for myself, you know? Mm. I see a lot of people suffering, like like Gurdjieff, Shanti, even Sri Aurobindo, many other said people, you know, yes, we suffer, but most of our suffering is because we're addicted to suffering. Hmm. Like sheer goodness, that we are in love with our imperfections. And I can see it in myself with the sincerity. I can see in myself in my prayers, and my meditations, when I surrender to the divine, divine, you know, like give myself to God, but not all my, as the mother said, I can see in myself, not all the parts are sincere. Something hmm. doesn't want to let go. The ego still looking in the back, but I would like to have it this way. Can I have this way, please? Hmm. I don't want to let go of this, you know? Hmm. There's a fear of, it's not easy to completely give yourself. To, to God, surrender, right? And surrender, the word itself is also, um, the ego perceives it as giving up, right? Or like, oh, I'm just gonna surrender, like, you mm. know, no. Surrender to the divine is an active force. It's not retreat from life. It's, just a, it's like taking full self-responsibility as well for everything you do and feel. That's true freedom, it's terrifying, taking full self-responsibility because the ego always wants to blame, right? Mm. Something or somebody else outside ourselves, and that's the trap I see as well, with happening right now. Is still, too many people feed the uh, victim blame frequency, right? The victim, somebody's doing, yeah, some somebody is doing something to us, so to speak. But you still have the free will and choice if you sincere and conscious and work, you know, to go along with it or not, right? That's how you gain free will. Um, without getting into the victim blame because if you see yourself as a victim and something is then you, you're disempowering yourself already right but going back to what's next I can only speak for myself like what I'm at with my life especially with my love we are we're doing these courses it's an extreme deep dive you know a lot of over three months um, we do these courses um, periodically over the year time of tradition but it's all awakening and it's a lot of work right working with people and um and then our own process and my process where i'm at right now as you maybe know i've gotten deeper into the work of sri Orbindo and in integral yoga and um, that's not your typical guru for me having studied his work for many years now and diving deep into his life he was the last avatar walk this earth the last truly ascendant um, enlightened master who has achieved more than any other quote-unquote masters before as well and that's everybody can check out his work, but you know, each time I read his, his work, especially the life divine, which I'm still reading after five years, because it, I cannot just like, you know, it's intense to read this book. Like it's great. It's a lot of humility. It's almost like I just talked to a friend It's terrifying to read it because it puts a mirror up in my front. How much more work uh, I have to do, how much more work we have for humanity. We are like, you know, as he always said, we are uh, hum- in a transitional phase. And this was gonna take a long time, you know? It also depends on each of us, one of us, but the way we mitigate suffering, right? What you see right now is so important right now, as I always like to say, bringing God back into the picture, surrendering to the divine, because the anti-divine forces as they manifest on the 3D level, the far left, the woke, the communists, the socialists, all this, they are atheists, they are anti-divine. They are the vehicle for the satanic, Luciferian, anti-divine forces. That's how it works. So we need to bring God back into the picture and soul embodiment is key it's soul embodiment or bust let's go back to the vaccine from a metaphysical level again the vaccine is the purpose is to dislodge the soul uh from uh from the body mm-hmm. right? for other forces to to hijack this body or transhumanism all of that so all i can say right now like you know that's why we ask people what is your relationship to god and the divine and we're not talking about some external dogmatic god right because in the end it's also like even with you know you talk about the Native Americans and all of that. You know, I've seen we have traveled quite a bit here as well. It's beautiful, but people also romanticize these cultures. You know, this in Peru, I'm sure the be and all of that, right? Yeah. So why we need to connect with nature, it's not about going back, and living in tribal and this way. You know what I mean? This is this is this is the romanticizing of, of the archaic revival, so to speak. That's also what we need to go beyond that as well. So we need to embody a whole new consciousness, as the mother said. That hasn't been here before right mm-hmm. and that's that's the challenge like like she says that's this is an adventure the adventure of consciousness as she have been calling. call and any adventure a true adventure means about facing the unknown right mm-hmm. like uncharted territories that's the way mm-hmm. the ego likes to cling to the comfortable the you know what i mean i can see myself my own uh, wanting state to security and my attachments and comfort you know but the the biggest growth i've experienced in my life on all levels be it physically emotionally psychological financially anything is where it took risk where i stepped out of my comfort zone Mm. and embraced the unknown right Mm -hmm. and that's what and that's you know what needed for that creativity so Mm. we have you have this creative power and also dealing with failure we're being able to learn from lessons, these rite of passages right yeah because how this, the matrix gets to us from the the, the socialist communist agenda is is also this, this this carrot of free money, or universal income, here's my handouts, all this health, free healthcare. That's a trap of agreement, hmm. right? We need to counteract that by taking it in our own hands. You hmm. know, being an entrepreneur can be scary. You never know where your next money comes next month. It's always, safer to work for some company mm-hmm. and have this paycheck, but then you become a slave to that and, and, and sucks your life force, you know? Mm-hmm. So same with crypto, for example, you know? Crypto can be challenging, you become your own bank. You own the coin yourself, you know? Uh, but if you lose <laughs> your password, you lost all your money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. True, what people don't understand, people want freedom, but true, freedom requires a high level of self responsibility. Most people are not, not aware of uh, not ready for. That's why even people call about we don't need governments, fuck governments, anarchy, anarchism, you know, voluntarism, and we take care of ourselves. But the collective is not ready for that. Most people want to be told what to do, right? That's mm-hmm. you have to understand, we mentioned before, the outside is a reflection of insight. So governments are still there because. Uh, of of the way we are we are like children we want still mommy or daddy government or somebody to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. right and we want we blame others and all of that we're getting caught in a victim blame trap and all of that so we need to grow up as adults you know there's many uh, most adults are like children in adult suits so to speak and i still have will have to say from an evolutionary perspective in light of the evolution of consciousness, we we' still in kindergarten compared to what is possible.
0: Mm.
1: you know in in the so-called quote future. But the way I see it, it's an adventure, you know, and this these are great times to be alive. I think that's why we came here for. I'm not we didn't come here for a vacation, but we need to accept the challenge. That's the true warrior. you know, that's why I like the warrior attitude, even a martial I got into martial arts. I even watched the UFC sometimes, you know, I thought, oh, this is like these meatheads hitting each other. But some of them are amazing athletes, and then if you, you understand the warrior mindset of truly, also res- there are some idiots out there. But respecting, you have got to also respect your enemy. Even mm-hmm. I have no respect of the Matrix Force. I'm like, wow, this is an excellent setup. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, not, you know, not like. You know, I have to acknowledge it on some level, totally. right? Respect totally. my enemy without like, you know, giving my power away. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of him, it, them, whatever, mm-hmm. right? But uh, it's, it's two, key, two, two things we really need to understand this day and age. It's know their enemy and know thyself. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what forces you up against. Without mm-hmm. feeding the doom and gloom fear frequency, you just mm-hmm. need to know their level of evil, what they are doing and they're capable of, what their agenda is. It doesn't mean that they will fully go through with it in case I'm high, it's highly unlikely, I feel, because there's a strong light coming in as well, as you mentioned. But you need to know their enemy. And mm-hmm. then you need to know thyself. Mm -hmm. right the ultimate question who am i and that goes back to embodying the divine within and when if you both anybody follows these two questions to its to their full conclusion know their enemy and know thyself you see actually how (laughs) they are interrelated because we can only perceive as much uh, see true evil out there as much as we have confronted our own darkness Mm -hmm. right as within so without as above so below Mm -hmm. and that's the quote solution you know, that comes down to the great work. It's been called the great work for ages. That's the mm-hmm. work to truly transcend the matrix and transmute our being. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it comes down to. And that's everybody. Is, as the saying goes, many are called, future choose to answer the call. You know, there's, you can leave a, ho- lead a horse to water, but you cannot make a drink. But everybody needs to wake up in their, in their own time. You cannot force this process. That, that's all I know, right? Kind of build it
0: and they will come. That's that's my attitude right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you so much, hermano. Appreciate also that um, image of martial arts. I remember practicing Aikido, and yeah. and your you know opponent. You, you actually you want to take care of your opponent. You don't want to kill or hurt her or him, but you practice the different movements and things. But you you don't want to hurt it. Hurt him, or you know, and, yeah. and that's you establish a distance. Also, there is the the practice of keeping the distance with your opponent how yeah. close, how far, you know, there is a whole thing. And there, there reminds me of something, you know, David Whitehead,
1: a good mm-hmm. friend of mine, he has now a podcast as a truth warrior. He has a, I should, I should connect you guys. You should get him on your podcast. He has a really mm-hmm. he's deep into the warrior. He's also a martial artist. He has a, a martial, he teaches martial art. Mm-hmm. He has a martial artist school you know, that, and we talked about it. He talked about the 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 samurais when two samurais mm-hmm. fight in the ancient days, it would take hours and hours. They would just circle each other because there many martial arts are based on defense. So the, whoever makes a first strike might lose mm-hmm. because then you're using the force and counterattack. Exactly. Right?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, in, in exactly Aikido, that. you know, it was the uh, the samurai martial art. Yeah. So yeah. the energy that uh, from opponent takes you you use this, the same energy to exactly. bring it back to the opponent so it's like wow yeah it's also that's... out of
1: war you know exactly hence you exactly. gotta know the enemy you gotta mm-hmm. really observe and know what you know and most people don't and then they become very reactive and then they 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 do exactly that you know you see even martial arts the worst thing i see even the ufc that's all the psychological games the beginning they're trying to talk the shit talking and all of that they're trying to get into your head and if you get angry yeah You lost already.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly. You let anger overcome you. Mm -hmm.
0: That's it. That's it. (laughs) So beautiful, hermano. Thank you so much. I think with this last image, I think we can um, understand this archetype of the warrior, how to face these different energies your opponent to find the right distance, to know yourself, know your enemy, find your balance, your grounding in your body, your breathing, your movement, and and keep practicing, right? Yes. And not yes. being afraid to fail, right? Exactly. One yeah. of the powerful things about the 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 warrior is the warrior actually becomes the warrior when he gets up again yes. after exactly. you know. Exactly. It's not like oh, I'm super strong. I'm the I'm super more, warrior. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's when you're beaten and you're in the ground, and yeah. you like grrr, come back. Yeah. That's pff, yeah. a, a powerful exactly. thing. And and there's you know no way to feel shame or you know uh, yeah, no, to to get up again, try it again, yeah, and learn new things. And learn exactly. more about yourself and your own. Yeah, once you really embody or
1: like really understand what, for me, my personal philosophy is, all there is our lessons. Mm-hmm. Everything in life can teach me something, you know. Mm-hmm. But the moment I get to complain and blame and all of that, you know, because there's so many thinking, I mean, not to extend that we could go on forever, but the mm-hmm. thing is happening on multidimensional levels. Even what's happening right now, and I'm learning a lot from my wife, Laura, who is deep into evolutionary astrology. It's really fascinating. It's not your typical mainstream astrology. And that also looks in the deeper, bigger cycles, looks in, in, into karmic lessons, law of cause and effect, past lives. So a lot of what's happening right now collectively and in our personal lives are karmic cycles that need to play themselves out, mm. right? So who we know, who's to, who's to say, who's the perpetrator and who's the victim, you know? Who knows? I'm, I'm pretty sure I've not always been a good guy in past lives and all this. So like, you know, we are so easily to judge, you know? Mm. You know, it was really fascinating to watch. I'm sure you heard about this, this, uh, the case of Carl Rittenhouse, right? Mm-hmm. The kid that yeah. got acquitted, at, like not guilty, which I'm really positively surprised that that happened. Mm-hmm. But it was really fascinating. Laura uh, examined her, his astrology chart, and there's some huge comic lesson coming into fruition for him and the role he's playing. So something mm-hmm. happening on a much bigger picture mm-hmm. beyond this little incident, mm-hmm. you know, of the role he's playing, he's not even aware of, right. And mm-hmm. others, you know? Even Trump has his own personal evolutionary journey, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And all of that. And people are too easily get triggered by, with this tunnel vision of just the 3D world they're into mm-hmm. because nobody can see, as Sri Aurobindo would say, with the eyes of the divine. Mm. Who are we to say? You know, and that's why, yeah, I, I have my ideas and visions and, and judgments, but I, I also know that I cannot, I, my, I'm subjective. I cannot be fully objective, right? Mm-hmm. So
0: we just navigate and, and Mm. and see what happens.
1: Mm -hmm. So that's that. So,
0: okay. So let's see what happens, Hermano. I'm so thankful to have you here and to share this time together, this space time, all the best, Hermano. And I'm so looking forward to have you very soon. I'm so excited about this beautiful podcast world and sharing you know, your insights and perspective, your experiences and and your work with me and and everybody. So um, thank you again for your time. And I love you. And looking forward for our next episode. Thank you so much, brother. Love you too. And for anybody
1: who wants to know more about my work, just go to veilofreality.com. V-E-I-L-O-F-Reality.com. All Mm. of it is there. And um, it was a pleasure, Armando. And we'll do more of those for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank
0: you.